Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of The One, the only fan club and podcast dedicated exclusively to effects pedals. That's right. If you love effects pedals, you are in the right place. I am Justin. I'm Vince. Vince, you're back. I'm back. <laughs> we missed I, you for two weeks. Yeah, I'm, I, I definitely missed it. Um, I was a little bummed that I wasn't here to be able to talk with Addison, um, but obviously... I mean, I had, I, I listened to question and I listened to that episode and, um, it was so entertaining. I also, I mean, I was, <laughs> my favorite thing was, I mean, listening to it, I was, I mean, fully engaged. It was super cool to listen to, but then like around like the 32, 38 minute mark, you were like, we're running up on time here. So we'll kind of get wrapped up. And I was like, I looked back at the, um, at the podcast, I was like, oh my God, there's like another 30 minutes. I was like, they clearly go on like a tangent of like other talking about other stuff. And I was so excited. I was like, wait, did I, I was, I, for a second, I was like, did Justin mess up and like accidentally like just scrub 30 minutes of, you know, uh, silence into the end of the episode. And I was like, no, they go on a tangent and it just goes on for like twice as long as expected, but it was great. Like it, like it didn't feel like. It's not as an hour. A, it didn't feel like an hour. No, and as a listener, it was like it was entertaining the whole time. Like yeah, as, yeah, as not Addison's being great. part of it. Yeah, so it was it was it was cool. But uh yeah, I'm happy to be back. I'm in the mainland. Um enjoyed my vacation, uh, which was uh Justin and I talked about it. it was pretty Did we under- get it right? Huh? Was it was it seven was it did one day uh, like uh day of rest turn into six days of rest? Oh, so fast. Yeah. Uh <laughs> like uh, Justin and I talked about it. It, it was pretty uneventful because i mean sheen and i are pretty uh best word i can think of is blessed but to be able to get the opportunity to go to maui as often as we do um and the only reason we are able to do that is because she works for a company that allows us to basically have a free place to stay when we go there and so really if we can play pay for uh tickets there and back we can um travel to Maui um when we tend to do it like once a year anyways it's like our our seventh time there and we've done so many touristy things in the past this was like I think one of the only times where we did almost nothing for six days except hang out at the resorts uh hang by the pool hang by the beach um go have dinner um have drinks and just kind of like chill and relax like we didn't we had no plans of like other than dinner reservations anywhere. Um, it was really nice and relaxing. Day arrest leisure wear events. Oh, my God. It was, leisure wear. Yeah. <laughs> it was sick. Uh, I, yeah, I, I figured. I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, you got no, no, no. It. I had definitely overpacked. And I because, like, we were there. I was like, well, in case we do a bunch of stuff, I was like, I got to have an outfit. You know, we go hiking, and I come back and shower, and we go to the pool, and then we go to dinner. And because we like hung out all day by like, we'd wake up, go to breakfast and then hang out either by the pool or by the beach, like almost all day. And then we'd go to dinner. Like I had way too many clothes. I wore like an outfit a day. (laughs) Just didn't do anything. No, that's great. Um, I was wondering if you were going to chill pretty hard this, this trip and I'm glad you got to, um, any effects pedal field trips or anything while you're out there? Yeah, we absolutely. So I looked at, the last few times um, we'd gone in there, Maui isn't like, there's no city area in Maui, really. The most dense area is 
kind of by the airport and that's like where the Costco is, but there's still like not a lot there, but we, I, I did find, um, one guitar shop that also had effects pedals there. Um, and so there was a day we drove back towards the airport and went there. Um, and it was super rad actually. Was, um, they had a ton of guitars available, a decent pedal selection. It was all new pedals, but they carried kind of, um, what a lot of like mainstream stores would carry of like boss, um, some electro harmonics, um, walrus, um, and some pedals of that nature. They, uh, they didn't have any used pedals cause apparently there's not a huge market for that on Maui specifically. Um, I imagine the, the big Island probably would, but Maui just didn't. And, uh, yeah, it I was think- cool though. Yeah, maybe Oahu because it's a big city, but the vol the vol- the trading volume of pedals is probably pretty small there. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm um, just space ukulele though, man. Just reverb and delay on your ukulele. Oh, absolutely. Sure, yeah, dude. like finding like uh, acoustic or ukulele shops were all over the place. Um, and when you go- like googling for something like that, I like found plenty of those. But it was, I was surprised I was able to find a, a shop that. Um, looked like it had a good selection and it did. It was actually a full like music store. They had like a keyboard selection, bass section. Um, they carried like guitars in used guitars. They had some super dope, uh, Fender Les Paul selections. Oh, Um, wow. Cool. Yeah. It was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I I remember getting the the picture in the text thread. Oh yeah. Effects pedal, effects pedal field trips happening. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, on this side, like, like the coolest news I have, I think, is we finally remodeled like our bathroom, our guest bathroom. Yeah. After after ten years of uh-huh. it not being, remember like how we got like a comfort height toilet, and then we just like I didn't, my wife saws all that like so it would fit, and it was just like this a bathroom we were ashamed of for a decade. Well, anyways, it finally got fit or remodeled. Yeah. And she ordered some of those small Ikea shelves that we use for hanging up pedals uh-huh. in the, in the clubhouse and in the basement. And, uh, she had like four white ones and like, she's like, and it, obviously I helped her hang those up cause I'm really good at hanging yeah, up yeah. those <laughs> things. I need to send the picture in the chat. She's like, what do you think we should put there? And we're like, Oh, we don't want to buy anything. And she's like, well, what do you think about effects pedals? And I'm like, yep, let's put effects pedals. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now we have effects pedals in a color coded way. So we have a green row, a blue row and a pink row of effects pedals right above our toilet. It is awesome. I believe Shauna sent that to Sheena. Cause I saw it. I saw the picture oh, of you, the effects pedals. You saw it. Yeah. It's so good. Cause I was like, I, I like the color coding too. Like obviously the first thing I noticed was the, the pink saucy box. Yeah. That has in, like, to go the section, the but like, Sheena's like, oh my God, there, there's pedals in their guest bathroom. And I was like, yeah, really cool ones too. And I started telling her about them. And she's like, I don't care what kind of pedals they are. I was like, all right, but they're really rad ones. <laughs> like they're good ones to display for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the big news from from like a big update from this side of the world. And then uh, other than that, I got to, like I was just recently out at San Francisco and I was just telling you that I was at Gary Fisher's house, who's you know, a bit he's involved in kind of the, the dawn of the modern mountain bike. And, uh, before that though, he was like super involved in the music scene in mill Valley. And so he like hung out with the grateful dead and Jerry Garcia and Bob Weir and had all these stories, but then he had this old P base that I got to play at his house, which I thought was just super cool. Like what kind of weird life experience is that, that I'm, 
on his deck playing a 1970s P bass that was set up by Larry Craig, who was like Neil Young's guitar tech. And I was just like, this is so <laughs> wild. I don't even yeah. know what's going on. Um, so, so that was pretty cool. That's sick. Question, uh, because I don't know much about uh, biking and you're kind of in that world. Yeah. When you talk about the modern mountain bike, I can obviously picture it and know what you're talking about. But at what, like, what era would that be when you're talking about like, what mountain bikes used to be when they started to kind of transform into what people now consider the modern mountain bike. Cause I'm sure there were always certain differences or modifications that were made. Um, probably mostly to the tires. If you're talking about pre modern mountain bike. Yeah. So that's a great question. It's a, it's a lengthy answer and I'll try to keep it short. Okay. Uh, otherwise we'll run up on time here. I'll have to go on another 30 minutes, but actually the, the documentary I've been working on for the last year is, uh, a film about so the modern mountain bike is I would consider in the 80s is oh, when okay. it started when it kind of began and it began as a purpose-built mountain bike where everything okay. prior to that was modifications of old like Schwinn uh, paperboy bikes news bikes um, they called them clunkers so they would add various brake levers and gears and everything was a modification or like uh, some sort of Fury Road, Mad Max style version of a mountain bike. Okay. But then Joe Breeze, he was a, a frame builder that made road bikes. And then there's a very famous uh, downhill mountain bike race that happened in Mill Valley, which was right at the like you know the height of like the Grateful Dead in the '70s and everything going on there. Um, and uh, he, long story short. His buddy, Charlie Kelly, gave him enough money to build him a mountain bike. And Joe Breeze was like, oh, my God, with this kind of money, I could build 10 mountain bikes. So he built 10 Breezers. They are the first 10 mountain bikes ever made by Joe Breeze in Mill Valley. And the first one, the Breezer number one, is hanging up in the Smithsonian. I mean, that's how oh legendary is. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And the second Breezer is hanging up in the Mill Valley um, at the Marin County uh cycling museum in Fairfax, California. Oh, okay. So you should definitely go check that place out. It's right up the street from bananas at large, which is an awesome, awesome effects pedal, uh, dealer. It's <laughs> so Sweet. kind of two you birds hit going both on, there. on the way, hit them both on the way. And, uh, so yeah, so he, Joe or, uh, Joe Breeze, Gary Fisher and Charlie Kelly trademarked the word mountain bike, but their lawyer misfiled the trademark. And so it became, they couldn't defend it. So then mountain bike became a very generic word. And Gary Fisher went on to build his version of a mountain bike and sold it to Trek and made tons and tons of money and just has wild, crazy stories to tell about it. And uh, Charlie Kelly started the very first mountain bike magazine and Joe Breeze continued to make breezers, uh, various series of them and uh, worked really focused on, he moved to like commuting bikes because uh-huh. he, he fundamentally thinks that the bike could change the world. And our whole documentary is about this one woman, Wendy Craig, who was photographing this. And we only have a record of this entire history because she was there, but nobody knows who this woman was. And so we're focusing our story on her and how her photographs impacted the world at large. And so that's actually, that's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the, that's what the documentary is for that I've been working on for the last year. And just getting to hang out with Gary Fisher and play bass guitar on his deck overlooking the San Francisco Yacht Club was super weird. It's just wild experience. Uh, The wildest thing I take from that answer is the fact that 
they trademarked the word mountain bike, but it was misfiled <laughs> by the lawyers. Like, you, that's so crazy. It's like that could have been uh, a brand name, a brand name, like, you know, Kleenex or Frisbee, yep. stuff like that, right? That mountain bike could have been a term that was taught specifically about said uh, about breezers, right? It would, yep, totally. Breezer would, would, it would have the be mountain bike. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a just a wild experience hanging out with all these legends and stuff. But it's just been super, super weird. Um, but yeah, it's super. I, w- I guess we should probably get into the show. We are going to have a little bit of uh, catch up to do. Uh, For sure. I think we've caught up a lot. But I've got some things kind of going on on my board. I'm making some moves. Vince, I'm not sure where you're at. We do have some news from one of your favorite pedal builders. So we'll get into that. And um, maybe I'll just do like a little show and tell, like a quick one. I've I've got into the Gaia Tone pedals. Yes. And uh, well, let's let's and then we can actually. I have a little bit of news too. That's also kind of parlaying into a space on my board, but it's kind of expensive. So let's kick it off, Vince. You're back in action. Also, I do want to point out that Addison was great, and his idea is wisdom at the end of sell the good to fund the great was a really interesting idea regarding amps and guitars. And, um, I don't know if I can say that for effects pedals. Cause I love having good, great. I love having all the effects pedals, but yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting, uh, really valuable wisdom to take away from a guy yeah. like that. Dude, that, know? that episode was really full of wisdom from Addison and him talking, like we were talking about like the, the community as a whole and his input on it is like, you know, you, you, see all these people that you in somewhat idolize but in reality everyone's just a person in like we're all in the same world and like people are just people and you end up meeting them and it's really nice to kind of be able to relate to somebody that you kind of look up to in a normal way and it was it was really cool but yeah yeah he definitely he definitely carried forth our experience from nam for sure um yeah you know Yep. So anyways, Vince, what is the big news? You text me a couple of days ago and I was like, I Vince, you, you've got to get it. I'm pretty much tapped out right now on the budget, on the pedal yeah. budget. What, yeah, what no, is I, it? I will definitely get it. So uh, Nick uh, from Wonder Effects released, I don't want to say teasers because he doesn't want to call them teasers because they're not really teasers. Uh, he made a post about uh, two new pedals that he has coming out. Um. And he's really just posting because he's very excited. He's like, I got new pedals coming out. I'm excited. I don't really call them teasers. I'm just really excited to have new stuff um, to come out. And so he's got two new pedals coming out. One of them is, um, I'll do I'll do the one that you um, talked about first, which was the Wonderwall is the one I sent you. Okay. And I think my response was just, yes, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I believe the Wonderwall is let me see if i can find it um i think it's like the wonder drive on one side and then a muff like his version of like a muff style circuit on the other um so it's his first uh dual pedal i believe and so um i'm really excited about that does it have any info i mean i you know how much i love like you know uh stacking light drives with any type of fuzz can you change the order on that i have no idea i actually don't have a lot of information on it like i found a picture of it and i can yeah yeah try and deduce stuff from that but i I don't think it's going to be accurate so i don't really know yet um i'm hoping he'll kind of 
Uh, he he said he should have some demos coming out soon, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so like that pedal is super rad. But the other one that I didn't know about until today, and I don't think you knew about either, was um, the Wonder Bolt, which is um, a new distortion pedal that he has coming out that is um, basically a heavier gain version of his Wonder Drive pedal. Is um, how he described it. He said it's a revamped version of the wonder drive oh i'm looking at the photo of it right now looking at the control layout i'm i wish i could find a picture of the wonder drive so i could see yeah it it actually looks really similar to the wonder drive the wonder drive was just a volume and a gain and there wasn't a tone on the original wonder drive oh that's right that's right and so this looks like it has um what looks like a tone knob and then a couple toggles which might change clipping or give it um one of them might be like a bass boost or treble boost i'm not really sure yeah this is exciting i i'm on like i don't have my phone so i'm trying to like look at instagram on through the browser which is a horrible experience and i just keep having to log in um (laughs) but but it does look like people are stoked we got 52 comments on it and 522 loves um so this is going to be sweet yeah so um yeah, really excited for that, um, and just excited for uh, Nick as well. Um, he also did a showcase, which I am super bummed. It's he's in Michigan, but like his um, Wonder Guitar Company, he started his own guitar company as well, and is making um, guitars. He did a, a like a show and tell thing where he was rented out um, a space to, for people to come and play the guitars he has made. He made three of them. So his first three, um, a lot of people to come play them. He sold two of them um, and is keeping the other. Uh, so really excited about that, too. I think those are going to start being sold. I can't remember his timeline, but um, they look really cool. They're kind of like a... Um, I don't know how you describe the body. It's It's almost a Strat mixed with an SG where it's like... Um, it's kind of, it's more symmetrical than a strap, but not perfectly. Oh, I got you. I got you. That's a good description of it. Yeah. Um, no, I'm look. Th- now that I, I'm looking at them right now online. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, that yeah. pick guard is pretty interesting. The, yeah, the pick guard is very like polygonal and it doesn't have like smooth edges. It's kind of, uh-uh. Uh, yeah, no, it's so it's really neat, and he sells like a a version that has just a single humbucker in the bridge, and then one that's like dual humbucker, and then he I think he has a single coil one as well. Yeah, I'm liking this. I would like to try it. I mean, I know we're not a guitar fan club, but I would love to try it. The single coil or the single humbucker in the bridge. I love the simplicity of that. With and it might just be a volume on there, no tone. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks like it's just a volume knob, which I love. So it's like a very clean looking guitar because it's just like the single pickup and then it's just one knob. There's no yeah yeah. There's no pickup selector. There's no tone. Um, so yeah, really pumped. But that's kind of like that's kind of my big news. Um, we also had some news about uh, BMF effects. They're doing oh they did they they just launched their inner circle. I think it's too late to sign up now. Uh huh. But um, 
they did have their inner circle mail list, which was giving you access to some of the limited edition colorways. Yeah. And that new, that new G spot 1.5, I think it was that they just launched. Yeah. Oh, I forget what it was. It was a germanium fuzz. Um, but yeah, that I saw that come through. I, I, I reposted a few of those things to these stories. So the fan club members just had, knew about it as a PSA. Yeah. Those are really the, my two big news items. I don't have anything on the pedal front cause I was out of town. And then over the last week I've just been, um, basically playing catch up on at work. Cause, uh, when I go on vacation, it, it's not like I miss a week of work. It's like a week of work piles up and then I have to like spend a week to try and do two weeks worth of work. Yeah, it's not like they like backfill you somehow. You're yeah, just like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we'll have this person cover your stuff. It's like, no, it's like, it'll all be waiting for you when you get back. Enjoy your vacation. Oh yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, uh, the um, yeah, I don't know. Like news wise, um, the big thing that I saw drop recently, it dropped I think last week, and I was, I'm really stoked on it. And it also is a little bit of a space on my board is that new uh did you see that new boss digital uh, dual delay no i have not oh man the sde 3000 have you seen that thing <laughs> no I'll oh my god <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah <laughs> you do not have this much space on your board <laughs> <laughs> yeah i might i need <laughs> i need a lot of space on my board but look at that thing so it's modeled after the SDE 3000 were kind of rack units that a lot of people used. Um, Van Halen was legendary for using it. And then they would use oh. two of them to create a stereo effect, right? Uh-huh. So what Boss has done is re-engineered the rack units into the smaller pedals. So there's two units, two independent units in each one of these pedals. So you have two full rack units in a foot unit now. And then they released an... an one beyond that, which was the um, Eddie Van Halen uh, edition, edition one. So you get, which I think is so cool because you get all of Eddie Van Halen's presets in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it, there's a, I'm looking at it now. There's a bank and there's like your banks that you have saved, one, two, three, four. And then there's literally an EVH bank. EVH bank, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. How rad is that? That's cool. This thing is crazy. Crazy cool. I am so into it. And like the the production they did on their like uh like kind of documentary branded release film was so good. Okay. Uh, the page on this is just like just rad. Everything about it is I'm into. It's boss, it's Eddie Van Halen, it's two rack units in a stereo image. <laughs> um and it, it's fairly simple controls. I've, I've looked at it. So it's all on top there. You know, you can turn each one on and off and you can tap. And then each delay has like a, uh, you know, a modulation, kind of a delay time, a tone, um, a phase. So if you're running like stereo, you can flip the phase and get in and out of phase delay sounds. Oh, cool. It is super, super cool. So that's, that's, I am really stoked on what Boss has been doing the last that year. So cool. This thing is awesome. I am pumped on this. And I think I would just go with the EVH one. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, you I mean, can't why would get the you EVH not? one. Yeah, it's got the Frankenstein Strat print um, yep. aesthetic to it. It's just, it's sweet. So uh, that's kind of, you know, space my board. Also, just some news for the fan club, because it's, it's definitely worth checking out. I am just 
into this pedal. Yep, there's the EVH bank. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so good. Um, but yeah, if you go watch, go on to boss.info, uh, check out it, check it out and watch their documentary about it. Cause it is a really, really, it'll get you inspired for sure. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I, I always watch those videos and I was like, God, they get such cool sounds out of that. And as soon as I start messing with like a dual delay pedal, I'm just like, how come mine sounds bad? I think mine's defective. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't. There's... <laughs> well, he, so Eddie Van Halen was, I guess, playing wet no stereo wet dry so he had a dry amp and then stereo delays on on each side of them i mean how rad is that i mean pretty rad pretty rad so anyways that's that's the news for me i'm i'm super stoked on this pedal that's huge yeah the personal thing that is a little bit of a show and tell is remember it was a couple episodes ago and I was coming back. I was on a field trip, effects pedal field trip in Tucson, Arizona. And I found a little Gaia tone SV two pedal. Um, which if you remember, I, I've always wanted a boss slow gear that yeah. um, SG one, but they're so expensive. And what the slow gear did was it basically takes the transient of the note off the front of the attack. And then it just swells in the rest of the note. So it's like this weird kind of, spacey reverse it's not reverse delay but it it takes the front of the note off and then the rest of your note kind of sustains through um and so i've always wanted those ones but then the gaia tone sv2 i found at i didn't know they made these so i found it at that that guitar center on a field trip and i passed on it but then i started just thinking about it and i anyways long story short i got caught up in the whole gaia tone 2 series these small little effects pedals they're tiny with a little rubber footprint and they made so many of them they made like a an octave pedal which i obviously got (laughs) i got the the sv2 i got that um and they made like an auto wah pedal and i picked that and they're they're pretty inexpensive you can get them for like 38 40 bucks and they sound great i am into them so that's kind of like my my show and tell is uh the the SV2, the Gaia Tone SV2 are neat, neat pedals, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'd never heard of Gaia Tone before. And apparently, Gaia Tone, uh, according, to the, according to the website, Gaia Tone roughly translates to handyman music because it's a Japanese, <laughs> it's an old does Japanese it, manufacturer. Does it really? Does it yeah. Really? So it says uh, one of the earliest guitar manufacturers in Japan, Gaitone be- began production in 1933. Wow. That's how old this company is. It started as a guitar company, apparently. Well, that's um, interesting. Um, Josh uh, over at JHS recently did a, a show on Gaitone pedals last week, I think. Oh, really? And he talked about, you know, they were, like you said, they were earlier, like predated Boss. Yeah, and and then Boss came around, and then they were kind of running to catch up to him. And so a lot of the Gaiatone pedals are of that, like you know, pre-Boss, and then the chase to catch Boss. Oh, era. interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. As far like really cool like history, I had no idea this company has been around this long. I mean, no the um, the one series ones are are super cool. They have. Um, I'm looking right now on reverb. I just did a guy tone search. Uh, they got like, oh, this is the one that I really want 
is the dual. It's a blue box PS106, and it's a dual octave. I'm really into that pedal. Um, but this is like the one series, um, and you know, obviously a, a fan. We love our 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 octave pedals. They got EQs, all that stuff. But the two series is the ones that I'm like fascinated by. They've got flangers, overdrives, mini delays, um, auto waz, the SV2. I mean, it's the list goes on, and they're really not crazy crazy expensive. Some of them are, but most of them are pretty pretty cheap. And they sound great. That's sick. I, yeah, I'm really interested to hear these. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, well, then I'm gonna have to take them off my bathroom wall, and you'll have to jam them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's the guy tones in there. I might put a guy tone on the bathroom wall because they've got purple. They've got such great colors. Yeah, um, I saw that the SV2 is like a really cool purple. Yep. Uh, super red. Yep. So. That's actually Anyways. cool to have pedals up in your bathroom too as like display items because like you're like, yo, we want to change to a fall vibe. You could do like a dark orange. Like you can change like the colorways in there like so um, easily. You, 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 this is – I am surprised Sheena has not already adopted this oh my gosh, over she, at your place. <laughs> now, I mean, she hasn't even thought about the seasonal nature of effects pedals. I do – I didn't even think about that, Vince. The yeah. fact that – yeah, I mean, right now we've got like a very spring, I think. Yeah you know, uh, aesthetic going on. I think and, so. And, you know, come fall, come Halloween, when the kids are over for trick-or-treating, yeah, you, it's going to be orange, man, all orange and black. Oh, my God, that'd be so cool. Yeah, you got to get some more of the... They did, like, um, a bunch of companies did, like, the the black-on-black versions of, yeah, like, the popular pedals. Stuff. Yeah, because um, I actually found one. I started following a couple, um, like, pedal pages on Reddit and just to kind of browse for fun. Um, people will talk, ask questions about their pedal board or be like, yo, what's the best, like, what's your favorite pedal that I'm looking for, a, a heavy distortion and people will, you know, say the, what they like and stuff. Anyways, there was someone who posted like, oh, my first blackout board. And it was just all versions of like the black on blackbird. And I was like, oh my God, I've wanted to do those. One of those so bad. Yeah. I hear you. Um, oh yeah. Speaking of, um, like heavy distortion. What do you think about Addison's JHS recommendation? Oh the yeah, ki- that- the kilt in the Paul Gilbert signature. So, a hundred percent on board with the Paul Gilbert. Um, that's actually was going to be the space of my board today. Was going to be JHS Paul Gilbert. Oh, um, you're you 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 listen to it and you're like, yep. So you did the research and now you're just on, yeah. You're it, in it seems yeah. uh, it like that pedal seems right up my alley. I'm really interested to try it out. Um, on kind of my on my board um because it's always hard for me to tell um because i like super saturated ones too like there's some distortions where i'm like well this one i'm definitely putting after my tube screamer or other ones that i will play by itself without the tube screamer saturating it yeah yeah and so yeah no like really i'm really on board with that um yeah i'm i'm into it too just because I'm looking at the push control. Push is how hard the input of the circuit is pushed. Essentially, yeah. it is a powerful preamp hitting the front of the FET amplifier. Right so is that, more or less left. The effects, this affects the drive control as well. So I guess that would be almost like putting a boost in front of your drive. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, does it does it work kind of like how I like to 
saturated drive. Like, is that basically going to do what I do with most of my drive pedals where I'm just basically throwing a boost or a pedal in front of it? So I'm really interested to see how that works. It, it, like I said, it might be, it might fit exactly the way I want it to as far as like an overdrive or distortion pedal. And yeah, and and in fact, it's got that mid control where it almost has the haunting mids topology, yeah. right? Because you yeah. can choose the frequency and then you can sweep or cut it. Yeah, um, which I love because like the haunting mids was one of the first JHS pedals that I played that kind of blew my mind with how much it affected my my gain stages. Yeah, because um, we played with it uh, in front and behind. Um, like the gain stages and like showed what the mid frequency sweep along with like uh, cutting mids and boosting mids would do. And it was just like, holy cow. I hadn't like in before I got into this, like I, you have no idea how much that mid frequency means to a tone. You really don't like it. it it's, it is, it is mind altering when you get an EQ of some sort or some sort of shaper either before or after drive and you're like whoa this unlocked an entirely new world to me yeah um so yeah it's uh i'm I'm super into it and uh i mean to addison's point too it's so great to like doing pedals like that not only supporting a great pedal company but the um the artist as well who helped uh design the pedal yep um, yeah, um, he's yeah. I'm just I, I'm excited for you to. Um, oh, this is interesting to try one out, man. Because uh, I again, I'm not in the heavy gain world, but I can't wait to try yours out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just looking at the Gaiatone um, Mo3 Micro Octaver. That's the one I got. Oh, okay. and yeah, so it's real synthy. So you have uh, oct- you have basically three controls on it: an octave one, an octave two, a dry. So you can mix in your your dry signal, which is great for bass players, and if you want to run an overdrive through it or clean or whatever, mm-hmm. then it has a pre-gain dis- control, right? So you can actually push the 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 octave harder, oh. and then there's a switch for off F1 and F2, and that's just some sort of levels of chaos. So off, no chaos. F1, a little bit of chaos, and F2, you're like in synth chaos land what's most interesting about this pedal on reverb right now is there's an icon that says rare find these don't show up often and i've got mine super cheap (laughs) yeah i mean it's crazy this pedal is tiny tiny man like you when when i was thinking small pedals like obviously you're thinking like the what is it the tc3 spark or whatever yeah 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 like a super small uh pedal but this is like yeah, these are like as uh, small as like the old like the Dan Electro series pedals. Yeah, um, just really small. Yeah, the Cool Cat and things like that. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for you to get over here to try it, man. You'll yeah, be super neat. Um, well, yeah, shoot, Vince, we actually are coming up on time. And yep, for real, <laughs> for real, for real, for real. <laughs> Um, so Vince, we got to do some housekeeping. We are at effects pedal fan club on Instagram, effects pedal fan club.com for the newsletter. And, uh, we're also on Spotify. Actually, I'm trying to get us on Amazon right now. I'm trying to work through that. So we're on Apple oh. and Spotify right now. 
we're trying Sick. to get to. And also shout out to all the new subscribers and uh, Instagram followers. So the community yeah. is definitely growing and we're stoked we to have it. everybody part of it. Yeah. And Vince, what's our, what's our hotline number, but we haven't heard from oh, you the for a while. Number. Yeah. Uh, one six Oh nine, 800 fans. Uh, and you can call it and leave us a message. Uh, just like I did on the <laughs> website. Oh my God. Speaking of which I hated listening to my message. So I didn't plan out what I was going to say at all. And I knew I had a three minute timer, but it was early in the morning. We had just had breakfast, uh, in Maui. And I like called, I think I said high gain, but like 12 times in like the two and a half minute message. <laughs> we know you love your high game, man. So. I know, but I don't, I don't think it needed to be stated so many times in the message. But I was like, like listen, to it, I was like, good God, how many times do I have to say high game? Uh, but don't beat yourself up, Vince. Cause if I ever call the hotline, it's going to be a lot of octafuzz, octafuzz, yeah. <laughs> octafuzz. Dude. Yeah. But, um, yeah, call the hotline, leave us a message. We'll play it on the podcast and, uh, answer any questions. Do you have probably not accurately? Cause if you're asking any technical questions, we're just going to guess. We're going to find the people that know though. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. We'll, uh, call up John Snyder and be like, Hey, will you answer this technical question for us? <laughs> exactly. Right on Vince. Well, it's great to have you back on the show. We will be great back, be back. Um, next week with our regularly, regularly scheduled programming. And uh, until then, Vince, what do we tell everybody? Go get yourself a guy tone. <laughs>